Blog Talk Radio. Now give me my theme music. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time like the bad five door prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six sort of war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yup. 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 What up? What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, B. Austin and Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, Black History Month is here. You know, our whole 28 days that they like to give us to celebrate (laughs) our culture. Um, We also have, you know, the first ever matchup between two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. So we're going to give our initial thoughts on the big game. So sit back, relax, bust it up again That's with your contact. bros in the war room. The greatest man cave in the history of history. Episode 664 starts right now. Y'all know this already, but you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Shout out to Neil. Shout out to Skyview, who are always holding it down in the chat room. I'm in there right now. Until until they kick me out and say I don't have access, you know, to the private chat room. Um, but you can also join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG. Send us messages at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? Like, we... We, we we have the joy of the, you know, Super Bowl storyline, but of course, right off the heels of Tyree Nichols, we ring in Black History Month, we get another black man dying at the hands of the police. This time, it was a, a W, a W, a double amputee in the name of Anthony Lowe. You heard about this story, B? Tell the boy how you became a W double amputee. Yo, they said he, he it happened like a year ago. But hold up, I don't I don't know if I remember how he became a w, double amputee. No, another incident involving the popo. Another incident involving the popo. Come on, man! Uh, so they took my man's oh. legs, and then they took my man's life. Like, you know, this is one of those things, because they said that the cat was wielding a big knife and had stabbed somebody, um, you know, before the police got there. The person he stabbed is supposedly in stable condition in the hospital. But when the police got there, they said the suspect dismounted his wheelchair and shuffled, because, you know, he don't have no legs, like... He, he was trying to shuffle away from the police, but they're using the justification that he had a large knife in his hand for the reason that they lit this legless dude up. Now, this is no. not one of the things, you know, white people going to go, hey, you don't do this and you don't do that. Okay. He what ran, he allegedly he ran did, the police. He what, was not complying. What he allegedly he did to comply. the other person was wrong, but if officers can't come 
and arrest, disarm uh, and arrest a man with no legs. I mean, I know they're playing hoops these days and getting steals and all that. But if you can't hey, disarm, yeah. like, you don't, you don't deserve to be a police officer. First of all, shout out to my young boy. I forgot his name, the double amputee who um who made his high school basketball team. You know, you got to feel like shit, shit if you got cut from the team. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last year of our show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much longer we don't give a damn. Come on, y'all. Come on, man. Y'all can't act like it's not related. The boy lost his legs in an incident allegedly with police in Texas. There was a whole other state that he uh he caught wreck with them in Texas, allegedly lost his legs, and then. You know, now lost his life dealing with the LAPD. So they were coming they back. Texas, Texas called. Texas called LA and said, "Yo, you know what I mean? Finish that for us." And they Yo, said, "They left." Them. Like, he, come on, man. Um, yeah, like I just, I, 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 I'm trying. I try not to assume that everyone sees the world the way that we see the world. And I say we because I already know how you feel, Dev, and I'm assuming you as well. Ain't no cat with no legs doing nothing with me, man. I don't care. Unless you have a handheld rocket launcher, okay, cool. But a knife? I wish. I, I mean, because that's what I'm saying. Even the dude that he stabbed, that, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just speculating and making stuff up here. But either he snuck ball in his wheelchair, or... Or bowling ain't had no legs or no or, arms either. Or, or Bull well, thought they were cool. That's what, you know that's what I'm saying? What, that's what allegedly happened. Allegedly, he rolled up on Bull, jumped out without provocation, and, and, oh, and, and gave the Bull the hawk. He did a roll. He did a roll box? Yo, he said he rolled up, gave the Bull the hawk. He rolled on Bull? Jumped out, gave the that hawk. Like, he rolled on Bull for real. Yo, yo, stop it, man. You're out of line. This man is dead. You are out of line. Come on. Yo, right. saying me, what man. he did. He rolled on. Right, but, you know, this, yeah, this man, is what so, we uh, have so, to, you know, second, second high-profile killing of a black man by police already. You know, we're just getting in the, you know, we can't even make it to, to Black History Month without, you know, this kind of stuff. And and the Tyree Nichols thing, if the rumors that are starting to circulate are true, that's even worse. I mean, because the officers that beat and killed him were black, and you know, people are gonna say stuff about that. But hey, we've always been, you know, it's always been about officers, <laughs> black or white. They just happen in the majority of the time be white in these situations. But even when black officers do it, it's the same situation. But if the rumors that are starting to come out about that are true. This is even worse because allegedly the victim um, was dealing with one of the officers' ex-women, wife, well, girlfriend, that came something out that, like that. That wasn't true. Like the family said that okay. wasn't true. They I, I, hope, that, I hope that they ain't because like, yeah, they said people are spreading that rumor. So they said people are spreading that rumor. So like the um, you know the the, the 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 folks in blue can kind of duck responsibility. Oh. Uh, I mean, but, you know, these officers got, you know, fired and, uh, you know, arraigned a little bit quicker than usual. You know, you can do the math on why <laughs> yourself. 
But either way, what they did was wrong. Um, but, yeah, this is what we got to deal with. But I, like I said, I want to give a shout-out to Josiah Johnson, man. This is the middle school kid, an eighth grader in Kentucky, born without legs, who's playing basketball and has become a key piece of his middle school team. So, man, shout-out to him. Um, I do maintain, though, like, like I can't imagine how it feels to have been cut from this team. Um, what do you all think is worse, getting cut from this team or being on the opposite team where, like, this dude either plucked you, scored on you, somehow blocked your shot. Like, what's worse? Yo, getting cooked I ain't answered this question. Yo, yo, you, you, yo, you, 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 you ain't set me up, yo. It got to kind of feel, it kinda feel like when you're watching a Star Wars movie and you see Yoda kicking someone's ass and you like, I mean, I know Yoda, but but no. <laughs> Yeah, man. No. All right. I'm, I'm, you know, like, I I will feel like absolute shit if I got cut and I got to come to the game and watch boys shuffle up and down the court. But, um, Knocking three shout out to him. No, he's a three-point shooter. He, he, he is inspirational in a way. He's telling people, like, if I can do this, what is your excuse to not do or at least go for what you want in life? If he can get on the court, and run up and down with everybody on his hands and still be able to dribble and and play defense and all that, like, come on. Can't duck going back to, like, what if ball, like, lock you up? How you feel about that? Anyway, man, that's just, that just keep running by my mind. Before we get started, we just got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on the many major podcast listening platforms out there because we're bound to be on your favorite one. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode. So don't. Shout out to everybody on the network and make sure you give a listen. If you're a hip-hop fan, you got to listen to Tissue and the Tape. Uh, the Broad Street Line and Superstars, if you call yourself Philly sports fans, John Appetit, if you're a foodie, on the couch with the Wilsons, if you're into TVs, movies, documentaries, everything. So uh, make sure you give network a holla. So let's get into these hot topics, man. We got the Super Bowl on deck, and this will be our first of three shows leading up to the Super Bowl, because you know we do this week, next Yay. week, and then we do our Super Bowl 57 preview show, uh, pregame show, on the, on the date of the big game. So uh, we got a lot of Super Bowl coverage coming for you. Uh, most of it will be next week and and the pregame show. Today we'll just give you our initial thoughts. So before we do that, this segment is brought to you by Hot Topics. I mean, I'm sorry, Hot Topics is, is brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't laid down a degenerate-ass bet on the Super Bowl, you got about 10 days to do so. Time to stop wasting time. Place that bet. Lay down some money on all of the biggest games in sports, including the Super Bowl, by joining the World Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code War Room to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. 
That's all there is to it. How many people uh, be in gym, y'all think, made a quick in-game wager after Brock Purdy got his arm ripped off um, on the first drive last week? Should have been one million, and y'all should have used your war room code. Yeah. I should have jumped on and made a bet so, myself at that point. Because that was the first yeah, drive. So I, I, at yeah, that point, I don't think it was too late. Yeah, but, yo, but the problem is the way the way the in-game betting works is they they jacked the odds up. So you would have had to, the Eagles would have had to win by like damn near 40 at that point. <laughs> they did win by oh. damn near 40. <laughs> Almost. I don't know what the final score right, was. So. All right, so let's get right into that, man. The Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs both advanced to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Um, The conference championship games, to say the least, I I guess they were interesting, to say the least. The Eagles-49ers game wasn't interesting repetitive. It was interesting how things broke down for a Niners team who's had bad luck at the quarterback position all season long. As we know, their prized uh, early round draft pick from last early draft pick from last year, Trey Lance went out early in the season, replaced by Jimmy Garoppolo, who wasn't even supposed to be with the team this season. He gets hurt. Brock Purdy comes in with six games remaining in the regular season, I believe, leads them to you know an undefeated record up until the NFC Championship game. He gets hurt on the very first drive, San Francisco drive of the NFC Championship. The fourth quarterback of the year, Josh Johnson, who's been on 13 different NFL teams, um, he comes in and he exits the game with a concussion. Mind y'all, he got hit twice the same way, and I think he probably got a concussion on the first hit. The back of his head bounced off the turf twice. And I think the second one, he couldn't get up from because he was already probably a little bit woozy and discombobulated from the first one. So it all fell apart for the 49ers quick. Like, even without this happening, I think we all picked the Eagles to win the game. Jimmy, I ask you, I mean, I know you, you know, for the home team, whatever, but you're not, you know, you didn't really have a dog in the fight. Like, did that make the game – like a, a whole lot less interesting to you because of, you know, how this Well, I, I get why people are saying that, you know what I'm saying? But I did have the Eagles minus two, so I was lit. Like, I, I was, you know, I, mean, I was counting my chicken. But, but so I definitely was all. Well, that, that's I, the only I, reason I was, you watch football these days. <laughs> man, yeah, listen, I was, listen, I was. I ain't talking about that. I was bleeding Eagles green. Yeah, I was bleeding Eagles green on Sunday, doggy. Let's get it. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm set the chant and everything, man. I'm trying to get this chicken. But, yo, um. Speaking of that, by the way, Eagles have been the most successful team for me this season. Because um, not only have they been stomping teams out, but they they've been covering like damn near eighty percent of the season. I know Tobias can speak to that, but anyway, um, but I do understand what people meant. People wanted a, um, uh, a tighter game, a great game, but at the end of the day, like I didn't think that would happen either way because I thought that Brock Purdy was going to realize that he's Brock Purdy. Like it's funny how. Him getting injured, people act like Joe Montana got injured. Oh, right. this game ain't – like, you act like Brock Purdy is Joe Montana. Like, he still has to prove himself, in my opinion, at least. Um, I, I, so I had I, kind I, of the I, same, I same thoughts. Because remember early in the season, Jim, I was saying, man, Trey Lance getting hurt might have been the best thing that could happen to Trey Lance because he wasn't looking great 
before that. Mm-hmm. So it's like to get hurt for the season and be able to skate that criticism and get a whole, you know, get a start over, maybe, if this Brock Purdy dude doesn't come along, um, I thought was the best thing for him. So so with Brock Purdy, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm convinced that they were going to do some stuff to trip him up and to make him look like a rookie that day, and he might have escaped some smoke that that might help him in the long run because now he's still a mystery. So when they go into um, camp asking those questions like, is it Brock or, or Trey Lance, you know, at least he has a chance because he didn't get a chance to stink it up in, any, in these big games, you know what I'm saying? I, I, think, I, think if you, I think if you're a casual fan, this was – a letdown for you, but I do think that if you appreciate the game, I'm not even going to say if you're you're an aficionado, but if you appreciate good football, you appreciate the fact that Hassan Riddick came, that that saw, sat down, and authored the chronicle of Riddick in that game, and <laughs> took that Emma effort over, and right. he is, and that's he, one and, thing, and, B. No, I was going to say he's 75%, and then I'm going to give Indomit Kong, Indomitable Kong Sue the other 25, and they shut they shut Ish down. They shut shit down. Yeah. All right, y'all have it. No, because I, I, I was know, thinking about that myself because the whole time I was saying, man, if I wasn't an Eagles fan, I would feel bad for the 49ers right now because 49ers, you know, don't let the 38 points – the 31 points on the board fool you. Like, even in that game, at times, that defense was amazing. Like, the Eagles' offense didn't do anything special that day because they didn't have to because the 49ers couldn't move the ball. Thus, you know, Eagles are working on short fields for a lot of their points. I still thought, the you know, the 49ers' defense was amazing. So if I weren't an Eagles fan, I, I would feel bad that they went through all this work you know, throughout the regular season and was this good, and then they get to this moment in time and can't get a fair shot at it. But when I think about that, I also go on the other end like, well, their quarterbacks didn't suffer, like, fluke injuries. Like, they didn't drop back and his knee twisted or something like that. Like, they got knocked out of the game by the Eagles' defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what defenses have to do. Like, they don't say that out loud, but the number one objective, on Sundays is to knock out <laughs> the, the opposing team's quarterback to get him out of the game, and they did that with two quarterbacks. So that's that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, I guess. You know what I mean, that's the way the ball bounces, G. That's the way. <laughs> they tell them play, but um. So, but that's shout out to the 49ers on a, a great season. Okay. I know they're looking at, like, what's next because we go into every season with the 49ers being a strong team but having questions at the quarterback position because now Brock Purdy, even if he was going to come snatch that 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 uh, opportunity from Trey Lance, now he has a roadblock because he tore his UCL, and that's a minimum six-month recovery. So, you know, you're going to have two young quarterbacks coming into – Next season, both coming off major injuries, trying to battle it out for a spot. Um, uh, you know, again, they're saying Garoppolo. They can't see any way that he's still going to be on the team. He was on the sideline smiling the other day because none of this was his fault. Um, 
and then something else we'll talk about later affects some of the rumors and what people thought the 49ers should do. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, on the other side of things, the, the AFC championship game, the Kansas City Chiefs and their MVP candidate, their quarterback, uh, and, and this dude is getting a lot of love right now. Like I'm hearing top five all time already. I'm hearing some people say he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. I've heard it all about Patrick Mahomes this week. They beat the, the, the trash-talking Bengals in Burrowhead Stadium, quote-unquote Burrowhead Stadium, uh, 23 to 20 to, to make their third Super Bowl appearance in the last four years. The bad part about that for Philly and fans like us is that it's their third and four years, and they only have one win. So, you know, if you're a little superstitious, you might think that the Kansas City Chiefs are due for one with all these appearances that they're making. Um, yo, what stood out to y'all in this AFC championship game? Because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, praising Patrick Mahomes as if, you know, he was already great, but like this game and this performance separated him from the pack in a, in a way that nobody thought of the day before that game. Did y'all think um, that that performance was that great? No, I no. didn't get that from it. I thought his performance the week before was actually more gutsy because my dude could barely walk the week before. To me, yeah, right. um, I've already thought he was that guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, it so it didn't really change my opinion of him one way or the other. Like I already thought he was everything that you're saying. Um, I, in fact, I, got, I came Mid on the show a couple weeks ago and said he might be he might be underrated at this point. I don't know if I don't know if bulletin board material is a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Cuz people always try to real deny here. it and say stuff like they try to say stuff like, "Well, if you can't already get hyped for a game like this, then then something's wrong with you." But then after the game, they made sure they all took their shots at the Bengals. Like everybody took their shots, <laughs> including Patrick Mahomes pop after the game, this <laughs> is what he had to say. You got a cigar on your own, I see. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Burrow. You smoking on the Joe Burrow. I'm smoking on the Joe Burrow. How's it know? feel to be headed back to Super Bowl? <laughs> right, it feels great, I'm you know. He's on a big one there, he always do. You know, he's going to show up and, and show out, and I'm just glad he did it. Yo, smoking on a Joe Burrow. Smoking on a Joe Burrow. Like, yo, blackest thing about oh, Patrick Mahomes is his pop. <laughs> yo, his pop look like he can fix the mean carburetor, yo. Yo, uh, his, how his pop look like he from... What type of white woman did he get? Um, no, but yeah, yo, I know, because his, his pop look like he lived in East Falls in the 1980s. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yo. Smoking on a Joe Burrow. Smoking on a Joe Burrow. Alright, so... Good, so I mean, Jim, you said you think bulletin board material played a big part in this? Yo, if, if it didn't, it was capping, but they, they kept bringing that up. Like, I've never seen a team consistently bring something up as much as they did. Like, right. it really and I even heard that whole stadium Patrick thing. Mahomes say stuff like, yo, I haven't, I've never seen these guys as fired up as they were before this game. That's because somebody talking shit all week. 
I told y'all, yo, besides even the actual took a players shot talking Joe trash, on this. the mayor got, the Cincinnati mayor got into the trash talk. Like, they're fans. Like, I listened to shows all last week, and their fans act, you know, they act like Patriots fans. Patriots fans yeah, got six of them things. six of them things to, to, to give them that attitude. But, you know. No, the mayor, the mayor of Cincinnati, the mayor of Cincinnati went on a public platform and said, yo, we need to have um, Patrick Mahomes tested to see if the DNA comes back because we believe that it's Joe Burrow's son. Oh! Well, yeah. smoking that, on that's a Joe why, that's Burrow. Smoking on a Joe that's, Burrow. But that's exactly why Kelsey said what he said after the win. And why they was acting a fool? Because even even Patrick Mahomes himself, like when when they um, was walking off, he was like, you know, what I mean, we about, to, we about to go party. I mean, we ain't got no cigars, you know, but we about we to go party because we got this win. I'm like, yo, that was a right. that was, that was a shot. Something, Somebody. <laughs> yo, the crazy part is, Burrow Kelsey was the only was one like, not talking crazy. Burrow had my ass. This Mahomes house, like everybody has something to say. So they they felt it. They definitely felt it. Yeah, I know. I know Joe Burrow pissed because he's the only one who didn't say nothing. Got, but it's like I don't. His whole teammate, city, I, his whole teammate, city got his dumb ass thrown under the bus. <laughs> got him cooked. Definitely got him cooked. Um, but what's crazy? I don't know. I, I remember seeing a um, an interview with Joe Burrow. I thought he said something, not like something super disrespectful, but like a little, you know, a little sneaky shot or something like that. I thought, I thought he got into the mix too. I don't know. You might be right, but I, I'll try to see if I can find it. Um. So yeah, like what I don't understand though is if you know that Patrick Mahomes is what he is, because I'm pretty sure, even though they've beaten them the last three times prior to this game, you still gotta have respect for that dude. Like, why would you poke that bear like that? Like, I I don't really get it. Like, that that'll be like me. Like, like in the next ten days, if any Eagles players come out and start talking trash about Mahomes or the Chiefs and all that kind of stuff, I would be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you you see how this team, this team has been to the Bulls for years. You see how this team can raise their level when it's time to raise their level. So just go out there and prepare. Do what you do. Do your talking on the field, kind of like, like they did last week. Um, yeah, man, so – Initial, you know, we're not going to get into picks or anything like that, but the initial rumblings, what's the what's the line on that so far, Jim? Because I know you know that part. I'm going to tell you, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So the line initially was one. Is it like Eagles it one? It started off as Eagles yeah, minus two, right? Clear by one. So it's basically it a pick at this point. Now it dropped out of, uh, you know, minus one and a half. So Eagles clear by one and a half. See, but this is one of the things that we always see in the in the Super Bowl. Like people will have their favorite, and since you have a whole two weeks, you talk. You know, a lot of people talk themselves into thinking that whatever team they thought didn't have a chance now have a chance. Now, not to say like both of these teams were pretty much evenly matched, at least as far as having a chance goes. But I remember that back when the Patriots started out as heavy favorites against the Eagles in the 2004-2005 Super Bowl. But that whole two weeks, pundits and, you know, former players who were on TV started to talk themselves into the Eagles having a chance. That probably got to Donovan McNabb as far as pressure. 
<laughs> and 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 you see where we were because the Eagles, in my opinion, Philly teams in general perform better as the underdog. So we're going into this against a, a Kansas City team with the player that many think is the best player, at least best quarterback in the league, one of the best coaches of all time, and their favorite coming out of the door. I don't really, I don't really like those odds, but um, I guess they deserved it, you know. But what are, what are y'all initial thoughts on the game, on the line, all that stuff? Um, I I'm thinking <laughs> we're gonna say that. I find it I find it interesting and a testament to Mahomes' greatness as well as as Andy's greatness. That it, listen, we know that wide receiver is an overrated and overly dependent position. But for him to be able to perform a guy with a hyphenated last name and another guy named Juju, like, yo, he's, he's balling and covering over that weakness. And, and I see Pacheco, he's nice, but he's Pacheco. Like, it, it, <laughs> yes, Kelsey is the best tight end in the world right now, He's balling, but I think Mahomes has never had less talent and had to do more, and he's coming through. And I see their defense is stepping up, but I'm, I don't think a whole lot of their defense, especially once you get away from the defensive line. So I feel like Mahomes at this point in his career is one of those guys where you say he's elite, and he's elite because he compensates. He compensates for the lack that's on that team. Right. So salute, salute to him. Uh, and and B and Juju left that game. Nicole Hardman left that game. Um, he didn't have. Uh, I forgot the other young receiver's name. He didn't even have him last week. So yeah, he's working with a with pretty much a bare cupboard against a trash-talking team that's been beat you the last three times out and beat you for a uh, shot at the Super Bowl last season. So, um, yeah, while, like, for me, like, I, I keep saying, like, when I hear people talk about his performance in that game, I'm like, damn, like, to be fair, I was doing other things while I was watching that game. So I'm sitting here like, yo, I might need to watch this game again because, it sounds like I missed a transcendent performance. Like, you know, I saw him playing. I you know, did what he had to do. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of it down the stretch, and, you know, I'm not going to make excuses for the Bengals because that last penalty was really on some bonehead stuff. But it also it seems like, you know, the referees weren't going to let Kansas City, you know, go into that, that, that good night easily. But that last penalty – like a lot of people are shining the light on the you know the the late hit out of bounds on Mahomes. I kind of think they would have ended up getting the yardage they needed to get Bucker in field goal position anyway. But it's but it's you know they didn't have any timeouts, so they would have had to work the sideline. And like B said, without the the main receivers, even though, you know they didn't have the talent that they used to have in the first place. Without but without the starters like Juju, who was second on the team in targets to, to Jason Kelsey. Like, I guess a final drive like that with no time and you have to get something to the sideline, 
maybe it's not so easily done as 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 it is said. So that penalty was definitely costly, but for everybody that's going around blaming that penalty and why they lost the game, man, that's that's real casual thinking because it's so much that goes into a football game and so many plays that that decide that decide a game. You can't blame including him on his that teammate who was throwing him under the bus as they was walking. He to was the walking room. to the locker room, tossing him. They probably they, well, if dude didn't feel so bad about it himself, like they would have had to throw hands in the locker room. But dude was crying yeah. damn so. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um. NFL said that um, NFL teams can no longer ask draft prospects whether their mother is a sex worker. It's now improper to do. It's now improper to do so. It says that teams could forfeit a draft pick between the first and fourth round and be fined a minimum of 150000 for out-of-bounds questions. Um, individual club employees could also face fines or suspensions. They said um, in 2010, the Dolphins general manager, Jeff Ireland, as Des Bryant was his mother, a sex worker. They said, but then again in 2016, uh, Dan Quinn asked Eli Apple um, what's his sexual preference because he heard that, you know, anyway. Um, so you can't say, um, two years later, she went back with ass. Sexual, his sexuality and whether his mother was a sex worker. So the NFL has made that inappropriate to ask, uh, um, you know, draftees about their sexual preference or if their mother is a sex worker. So, Dang. We got – all right. So we got some new auction block rules, huh? All right. Yo, my, my, my thing is, uh, what, are they, what, what kind of information would they gain from the answer in terms of how they play football? I can I can understand why they shutting this down, but when it comes to Eli Apple, I think Bull do suffer from an Oedipus complex. Him and his mom too tight, man. Yeah. All right, so I'm I'm gonna get home. Yeah. Uh, sharing news. Uh, all right, so well, in the midst of all of this stuff happening, Tom Brady on February first, just as he did last February first, has announced his retirement his re-retirement. So the GOAT is is gone again. Um, with him making this announcement, man, it's like a ripple effect around the league because you had all of these teams who need quarterbacks who Tom Brady's name is starting to be linked to, especially the San Francisco 49ers. Um, everybody was talking about how he grew up 45 minutes from where they play. He grew up a 49ers fan. Um it would only be perfect for him to come home for one last year and play for his his, his boyhood, his childhood team. And then Brady just threw a, a, a wrench into all that talk. So what are we going to talk about now? Do y'all think do y'all think he's, first of all, gone for good this time? Or will he be coaxed out of retirement again? Because they said his decision came down to as many other teams as he was linked to, the Niners, the Raiders, uh, whoever else needs a damn quarterback. Everybody said Brady's name, especially if the team was pretty good. Um, he said it was either go back to the Bucks or retire, and he chose to retire. And he said it's for good this time. Y'all believe him? Yo, man, I think Boyle trying to get the family back. He looked very sad in that jaunt, and I don't think it's about <laughs> football. 
Hey, they said he lost weight this year too because of the, the stresses. He, um, yo, you can on. see it, dog. Like yo, and, and, and like I think it was like around week four or five. You can see like his face was all sunken. I'm like, yo, the man leave everything cool when he was trying to call her bluff. Like you ain't going nowhere. And then when the man <laughs> got up and left, his, he lost his cinnamon apple. He was like, Gina, 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 Gina. <laughs> yo, <laughs> he lost his cinnamon apple and everything changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Out the bowl yeah. and um, <laughs> yo, I, my thing was though, hearing all of this stuff this week before he made this announcement of where he should go and how these people should do everything they can to get him. I'm like, y'all ain't watched Brady over the last few months. Y'all ain't watched Brady this season. I'm like, you really want to put your, you know, your franchise in the hands of a 45, 46 year old dude? who seems like Father Tom finally caught up with him. Of course, he's Tom Brady. He's going to have his moments. And he had some moments during the season. He had some moments during the end, you know, towards the end of the season. But you're going to mortgage your whole franchise to, to, to go do that? I'm like, at some point, y'all got to get off his pole. Like, at some point, you got to realize that this man is the, the age that he is and that he's declined. I mean, there was even people saying, that, oh, he might go back to the Patriots. You know, Patriots fans that we know talking about, oh, come on back so we can run run off another championship. Tom Brady ain't winning no more championships. Even if he decided to come back, Tom Brady ain't winning no more championships because he's not carrying any teams. I don't, I don't necessarily know that Tom Brady ever carried a team to a championship. Tom Brady's won seven Never. rings, which is amazing, but he's also Never. played on some very well-rounded teams. Like the Bucks were the 49ers pretty much – when he got there, like a quarter, a decent quarterback away. So, I don't know, man. Yo, shout Tom, out to Tom him. Brady shout out to the GOAT. I hope he gets his family back. Tom Brady about a good, he, Tom Brady about a good six, seven plays away from not having ever won in any football. So <laughs> That's crazy. Because they really, I think, I think they really had, they had like one Super Bowl where, like it wasn't close like that, I believe. Listen, I can't man. even remember which one that was. Arian Foster <laughs> told y'all everything is scripted, man. <laughs> everything is scripted. Shout out to Arian. All right, so, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, we, we say it like it's universally recognized. Tom Brady the GOAT? No. Um, Still Johnny E? So... I don't know, honestly. Or is it, it even be a Because with, with with Tom with Tom Brady, they don't even just be talking about quarterback. They be talking about just goat player. Period. That's a little ridiculous. I think I think I mean I have to apply the table of guys theory here because there's a couple of guys. I, like when I think of goat, it might be Aaron. Rod- Aaron Rodgers might be the most talented quarterback I've seen. But I love John Elway's skill set, but I can't leave out Joe Montana. Like you know what I mean? So the table of the guys. The whole world has turned on Aaron Rodgers this year. They be talking about yeah, Aaron of Rodgers course. like he ain't nowhere close to Tom Brady and but that, that, all of them that's, guys. That's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> they just turn no on longer. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they do. So much, so much of that, so much of that harkens back to some of the theories that we've talked about on this show, and I and I got to get through the years, and I got to give the brother, the brother Blugel, aka JW, some credit. Like it's about emotion, right? People like and relate to who they can emotionally 
kind of attached to. Hence the reason they hated Kobe because you can't relate to the level of commitment to the game, dude. At like it's an emotion. Like we 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 support and cheer for the warm and fuzzy or the people that make us feel like being as great as Kobe was. He was a weirdo. Being as great as Mike was, Mike is a weirdo, but Mikey hid it from us that he's a weirdo. Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo in a different way. He's he's kind of a narcissist. So people can't relate, and we're always looking for the kind of the enemy. So they turn the guns on dude like he isn't him. Dude is still him. Maybe a little less him than he was, but I think if he were surrounded by the talent on some of these other teams, there would be no drop-off, man. Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. Can't relate crazy to him. part about he's, that he's is, since he might end up skating Green Bay, y'all think Aaron Rodgers would go to the to the Forty ers Remember, that's the team that didn't draft him number one, drafted Alex Smith, which started his embarrassing slide down the draft board that year. I like, think he still got beef with them. That's what I'm about to say. I think he would do that. Of course. They tried to coax him out, like, yo, we got the defense. We got the weapons for you. It's, you know, we automatically a contender according, if you come. Uh, and we still tell him F-O-H. According to Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is coming to Vegas. And oh, according yeah, to – uh, play with his boy. Yeah, and according to, like, Vegas News, they said he's out there house shopping now. I don't know if the two, uh, you know, have anything to do with Uh-oh. each other. A lot of people buy houses in Vegas, but that's the rumor. <laughs> Especially if you're a degenerate. All right. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But Tom Brady calls it quits again. Um, the sports world stopped. It was turned on his head because that's all they talked about yesterday. Um, shout out to him. Go get your bread in that booth, whether he's good or not. He already got a crazy contract lined up for that. So, he got that guaranteed bread coming up. Brady going gonna to be straight either way. <clears throat> I wonder, though, because even if he do booth work, that's still going to take him away from his family if he is indeed trying to get his family back. So I wonder if he would end up skating that contract. All right, so our quote of the week. Quote, love you, big bro. Keep going. Not many like you. Definitely not playing like you healthy or with a torn groin. Go win a bowl for our division. Now that's Dallas Cowboys linebacker Michael Parsons talking to Philadelphia Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson. Cowboys Fuck Nation, more. read them, boys. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Yo, read them, boys. Nation went crazy over this because you know this is supposed to be one of your arch rivals, and you're wishing them, you know, you're telling them to go win the bowl for our division. And as far as fans are concerned, like, we don't unite like that as a division. I mean, I've heard it in arguments once in a blue moon. It depends on what somebody is is getting under somebody's skin with. I've heard them say, well, the NFC East got more championships than such and such. But they know they don't care about that. But, But once in a while, a fan who's desperate in an argument, you know, will pull something like that out. But this is just another example. Like, fans, we get mad over this kind of stuff. But, like, they show you time and time again that they don't get caught up in all that nonsense. Like, it's a brotherhood for them. And in today's game, you don't know who you're going to end up playing with at some point. 
so they don't get into all the the hatred. I mean, sometimes teams, you know, some people on teams, Chiefs and, and Bengals, last week because you know the Bengals started feeding into everything and talking trash, but you don't generally get that. You see players exchanging jerseys after every game and signing autographs and and, and sucking him off like K like KT said like. Like, is he wrong to fuck say him that? Off, nigga. Yeah, fuck him off, nigga. If y'all were Cowboys fans, would y'all be mad at this? Of course. If I was a Cowboys fan, that's like, that's like basically he put Lane Johnson's manhood over his shoulder and was carrying him around, helping him with his groin. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not with that. No, 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 no. But. Again, that's a fan's perspective, and you right. explain the professional's perspective. These dudes are independent contractors for the most part, independent contractors. Now, Jerry is probably going to call him in his office because the NFC East, I think the owners are more bought in. Do you think you look more out of things? <laughs> I'm going to be mad at that. Yo, but, so, um, and, and and don't forget the part that Michael Parsons is from what Harrisburg, PA. So you know who he grew up rooting for. Yeah, that's that's that's, so, that's what I was getting ready to say. They said that so our players, a Jim, line, right? can they turn well, that off just because you're in the league? It was allegedly, and you're at a rival team. It was a, they showed a picture online. It was allegedly his childhood bedroom, yo, and it had like Eagles posters of all over the wall, and like he grew up a heavy, heavy, heavy Eagles fan. Um, right. So, and I don't have a problem. Like, for me, I do it all the time. I celebrate, I mean, celebrate. I separate, you know, work from personal life all the time. So that's the question, especially in a situation like this. So if you grew up a diehard fan of this team, just because you're in the league now and you didn't go to this team, like, do you stop being a fan? I mean, I know you're probably I mean, not supposed to be all open with it and out loud and all I that mean, kind of stuff because fans think that you're not supposed to be, but I, I, think, like, I can't I think that see myself. What did you say, Jim? No, I said I think that depends. Like, the first day that check cleared, uh, everything in my life will change. <laughs> I know, but for me, and, and, and it hasn't happened, so, you know, this is just speculative, speculative of what I would think and what I would do, but I'm thinking, like, you know, if I was down here in this area, and I got me, like, a high-paying job with the Washington Commandos, I can't ever see myself not being an Eagles fan. I would just have to be at work yeah, being know. quiet about it just out of respect, but I can't ever see myself not being a Philly fan just because I'm it depends somewhere upon, else. It depends upon how much that – hey, listen, man, it depends upon how much the Commandos are paying you. But the check going <laughs> to come either way. Check don't come even if I'm at home. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, listen, man, listen, man, Theodore DiBiase already taught me, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you know, everybody got a price, man. Like, so everybody what I'm saying is, either, either way, either way, he should have just shut his trap. You know this what I'm saying? Is, you got to understand. This is actually hometown pride, man. This is more common in the other football, like, especially across leagues, like, cats will – be on a team like realizing their dream, like playing for their for 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 a big big time. Let's say Manchester United, but their childhood club or their boyhood club was let's say I don't know, Man City, Derby County. 
Man, Der- Derby County. No, not Man City. That's different. But say Derby County. <laughs> they never – Jimmy knew what he was doing there. They never will will poop on Derby County. They'll always be a Derby County supporter, even though they're playing for Manchester United. And, and fans will know. Out of respect, they don't bring it up, but, like, your allegiance is still to Derby. Now, Derby County will never – will probably never play Manchester United, so that wouldn't get called into question. But it's more common, I think, in, in other sports, and we're starting to – maybe we're starting to see a shifting in, in, I guess, American football, or this may be just an isolated incident where – I mean, um, they tell us every Michael, week that they don't give us trash. You know, when we hype up a game – and the fans are talking so much trash, and then these dudes go out here and play a great game together, and then instead of afterwards, instead of talking trash and bragging, they out here exchanging jerseys and, and, and hugs. So, I mean, they're letting you know. Because after the game, in the stands, the fans aren't exchanging T-shirts and and, and, and hugs. You know what I'm saying? You, you saw footage this week, Jim, of Eagles fans getting 49ers fans up out of there. Like, it's rough leaving a, a, a enemy stadium when your team just lost. It's real rough leaving because they're going to stick around and they're going to walk you all the way out <laughs> talking trash, cursing at you, all kinds of stuff. So it's just, like I said, it's just a fan's mentality versus a player's mentality because it, it, these days a player can end up on, on any team at any given moment. So, boy, like, why burn bridges? I ain't got to keep facing this dude. Maybe one day I could play with this dude. Um, but he definitely was SEOTing him because he, uh, he'd be locking him up. So now now that's his, his big bro, FOH. All right, so our stat of the week, and we have two of them. Um, B, who do you think owns the highest passer rating in the NFL from the pocket this season? One hundred and ten point four. Blake, Blake Purdy. That you for real? Serious answer? Yeah. All right. Well, the quarterback who had the highest passer rating in the NFL this season from the pocket, a one ten point four, is your very own Jalen Hurts. He's oh. also the only player in NFL history with three thousand plus yards passing. 20-plus passing TDs, 10-plus rushing TDs, and fewer than 10 interceptions in a season. So while I think, like, that last stat that I read, it's not as impressive to me as it is to, the, you know, regular people that's going to hear that. But, but as we've been talking about over the past six weeks or so, the impressive part is where this dude started from last season and where he is now. And if he can sustain this, then, man. So I, I get your point. And God, I, I think I'm, you know, not, not necessarily turning around, but I, I think that football is going through a renaissance similar to how basketball was, right? If right. you look back 10, 15 years ago, um, the, 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 the top three-point shooters, we didn't even care about them for the most part. They were literally role players. They weren't even, they weren't even really significant to us. Um, I just bring it up because basketball has changed so much now. Everybody in the dance floor, Dell Curry, yeah, like Steve Curry, yeah, like they was just, they was just some balls that they was they was thrown around. You know what I'm saying? They was thrown around like strumpets. But um, 
Like sex work. Yeah, that's a fancy way. Yeah, hey, look that word up, y'all. That's a fancy way of calling a woman a whore. My, anyway, my this is the, uh, uh, <laughs> but but the fact the fact of the matter is this though. Calling a woman a dead mommy. <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> you can't do that no more, yo. That's an that's not cool. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, he called her a trumpet. But yo, anyway, listen. Um, the point the point is the game is changing, and I think that like uh, the running quarterback is just it just is a thing now, and it will be a thing. Right. And right. You, you know what I mean. So I think that that is impressive overall. His ascension is impressive, just in general. Um, you know, I, I said that I had him as the MVP, and, you know, I, I stand by that. But I, not to say he's the best player, but he had an MVP season. and um, That's that's the funny thing about working. it, though, Jim. That kind of stat, that stat is a running stat. Because 3,000 yards passing ain't shit. 20 touchdowns these days ain't shit. But. What makes it impressive is for you to do that and then add the 10 rushing touchdowns and then, you know, fewer than 10 interceptions. So it's pretty much a rushing stat when you think about it. But But what's funny to me is how far we've come. How far we've come when you just basically say, yo, 3,000 yards ain't in. Like, I remember back in the day, like, if you sue for 3,000 yards, you got a special football card. Like, there was only a selection. Right. It was, like, it was right. only built for Cuban links. Jim, hit a Jim, three, Jim, three Jim, but nowadays, Jim, nowadays, 4,000 is getting regular. 4,000 is becoming regular. Because cats out here throwing for five yeah, now. Part is, though, wild, Donovan yeah. McNabb has never thrown for 4,000 yards in his life. I just thought Ever I in his life. He couldn't. <laughs> he can't do it. He couldn't do it. it I, just, I just figured I'd mention that. Yo, where'd that come from? How, how he just shot all this? <laughs> he deserves because he deserves it. Because Hurts better than him. Um, well, Hurts might already be better than him. <laughs> Yo, you know Hurts turned the corner. I mean, uh, I mean, not, not really. Because B. Austin probably would have said Hurts is better than Donovan last year. So that ain't much. They ain't, ain't saying nothing. That ain't hard to be in here, but still. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's Jalen Hurts's. In the nutshell, now what is impressive to me yo, Don, is yo, his passer quick, rating bro. from the if, pocket. If, if, his passer rating if from Donovan the pocket played is, is today, would he just be Dak Prescott? <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, the funny thing you say that Dak Prescott reminds me a lot of Donovan McNabb. I'm talking about the way they move, the, you know, throwing motion. Like he reminds me a lot of Donovan McNabb. It may be like. If I weren't an Eagles fan, the, fan, the stuff I say about Donovan is probably the same stuff. You know, the stuff I would have said about Donovan is probably the same stuff I say about dude now. Like, okay, he's a good quarterback. He can put up some numbers sometimes. I don't think B gives him his props. But with Donovan, I was emotionally invested too. So as many times as I had to see him choke, I judged him at on a on – a, on a higher level than some of these other quarterbacks. Like, I'm the same person to tell people, hell, Romo wasn't as bad as some of y'all be acting like, but also didn't have to suffer through some of the bonehead shit that Romo did because I wanted him to lose anyway. So it's the same thing with with Dak. I could defend Dak to you, but I'm rooting against Dak every week. So if Dak proves me wrong and proves you right, that ain't no sweat off my thigh. I don't give a shit. I want him to fail. I want him to be what B says he is. I just don't think, or at least didn't think, 
that he was as bad as B said he was. But he asked. <laughs> Shout out to Shady. He, he asked. He asked, dog. Asked, dog. <laughs> Shady said he asked, asked. Can I say that on TV? He asked, asked. You know, Shady be talking heavy. You know, both say anything about anybody except for Tom Brady and the Eagles. Yo. <laughs> yo, I love yo, I love Shady on that show, yo. He be doing too much. The pinnacle, the pinnacle. He does. He do a little too much. But the pinnacle for him is if he can lock Joy down, yo, he won. Right. It seems like it though. It seems like she be feeling shady a little bit. She always like. She always take it. You peep that? She always take it side on stuff. And I don't like because I I've been listening like I'm in the car like two days a week now. So I've been listening like it comes on serious like while it's live on the air. They play it on the radio, so I get to listen to it. And then every once in a while, if I thought a subject that I didn't get to hear the whole thing, if I think it's interesting, I'll go look for the clip. So not only now can I hear her feeling him, I can see how she looks when she does it, see if she's giving him any I don't, I don't, I don't even think that matters. He'd rather have time in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Cause they 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 led the show off yesterday with Tom Brady's retirement. He he put the hot dogs in his mouth like Joey Chestnut dog right off the bat. Dog dog. <laughs> 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 he went he went, he went for the Joey Chestnut. He went straight for the Frank. Open. Yeah man. <laughs> he went to the Frank. It was a Nathan's <laughs> contest. <laughs> he might have had Joey yesterday. Um, but no, it is impressive to me that, you know, his 110 and this Jalen Hurts I'm talking about is 110.4 rating in the pocket. Cause when you think about it, even though he is a mobile quarterback, he's not one of those quarterbacks, even though he's mobile, a lot of his stuff doesn't come on the run. You know what I mean? Like he does complete a lot of passes from the pocket. Um, a lot of times when he runs, he ends up running. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like to throw down field. Of course he does sometimes, but it's not as much as people who don't watch him that much would think, you know, because a lot of mobile it, quarterbacks, that's how they get it. But I'm a lot of people don't come off schedule like that. You know, he don't have a lot of off schedule throws. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 110. We have seen marked improvement from Jalen Hurts. We have. Arm is a real hero good. in this. He cannot the zip real the ball hero in, in this whole story, the real hero is Howie Roseman. Because my man has two number one receivers, and Quez starting to show a little, you know, a little something, and he has the second best tight end in football. Yo, Ew, who's getting who's getting double teamed? What bracket coverage is? Yo, it's not. He's not facing defenses that can take a binky like a binky away from him. A lot of times, those guys are more open, I think, than most he NFL got, receivers. I'm going to say, plus he got three binkies. Because yep. think about yeah. it. The Eagles receivers, um, Goddard included, I'm very, very a, lot of times, a lot of times they take, they take turns. Like, yes, they do. Devontae I'm get off this impressed. game, and then Brown to get off the next game, Goddard to take the next one, like. <laughs> AJ AJ is the more freakish athlete, but I'm not sure that he's better than than, than that skinny boy. I'm not sure that he's better. I don't know. I think boy. I think AJ may be the have the most freakish physical gifts. 
Right. Dante Smith is athletic as yo, yo, he'd be high pointing some balls, Paul. He'd be hot. Yo. Dude showed me something even more this year. Like I already thought, yeah, like, okay. all right, I might have been wrong about this ball being but when skinny AJ and all came, that. AJ came, you thought he was gonna fall back a little bit, didn't you? He, a little, a little bit, but but I also I like, yo, I like that ball, man. To, to tell you the truth, though, I still even when we got him, it, it's 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 a hype moment to get an AJ Brown. But from where AJ Brown was coming from, I still didn't know how good exactly AJ Brown was. Because it's not like his numbers weren't crazy in Tennessee because he didn't have anybody to give him crazy numbers in Tennessee. And they were a run-first team. You know what I mean? So I, I, I didn't even off. know he until he got coming, with somebody. He was also coming off injury. He was also coming off injury. So it took him like a year to get his, his you know, his stride back. So yeah. that, that was part yeah. of it, too. Outside I mean, you're you, you coming off injury. Your quarterback is mid, and your running back is him. So they giving him the ball every every play. But, like I really didn't know how good he was, and then he came yeah, he, here he like baby T.O. He was that guy until he got hurt, and I only know that was fantasy. He was cooking cats in fantasy, and then he got hurt. His best, yeah, and then when he his, came back, he scored a lot of touchdowns with Tennessee. But it's like if you look at like his receptions and yards, it wasn't anything that blew you out the water. But he scored a lot of touchdowns. He had a couple like thirteen touchdown seasons, like he did so, this year. I mean, year. the Eagles have weapons. That that that's that's to be said. But I mean, the thing is, I think that you know you kind of slighten the Chiefs a little bit. Now, I do think that what you said is accurate in that this is probably the least amount of talent that um, Mahomes has had. But these dudes ain't no slouches. They got um, Buddy from the Giants, who's who's, who's who's dope. They got the best tight end in football. Um, no, he's an, he's I another would, one who say, went out last game, Jim. Darius Tony. Yeah, yeah, he got knocked out. He too. left the game. Too. I was I would say nice things about um, Pacheco, but I saw his video on TikTok um, where he was trying yeah, to no. rock like little Uzi Vert, and no. um, I can't I tell you, no more after that. After that video, and y'all look it up yourselves, but after that video, if he rushed for more than thirty yards against us, then we cat. <laughs> Yo. Kitty cat. Yo, I want, I'm the coach. I, I'm I watched that video and I just need to know what they asked him at the combine. But anyway, um, <laughs> with, might be, with, with that, he might be why they changed the rules. He might have got ridiculous. You know, with that being said, they still got weapons and they got the ultimate cheat code in the fact that, yo, and I hate saying, I've been saying this before Andy even won a bowl, yo. And people, like, I understand the ability he loved, though. Oh. Andy Andy's really him, though. No, he's, no, he is. He just couldn't he, get up. Andy, 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 Andy is really him because I be watching him play, and I've been obsessed with trying to figure out how, why the hell is Kelsey open. And then every time you watch film, you see Kelsey's open, not just because Kelsey is good. They scheme it that way. Andy be yes. doing things offensively that I don't think anybody in the history of football has ever done. Like, yo, Andy must have no personal life. That's Lady Carousel. <laughs> That was disrespectful. Because he stayed he, cooking up something. And he always showed cooking <laughs> up something that i never seen him have before. Like, where did this come he from? He's the carousel. He's the shovel king, shovel pass king of the world down at the goal line. Yeah, he brought that to he the, he running, that to the He's been running that for 20 years, and people still can't yeah. stop it. Like, <laughs> Brian Westbrook used to get them now, shovel passes. Now, now he's shoveling the tight end. <laughs> he's shoveling did everybody. You, did you see that play that they ran against the Raiders before the, uh, the like I think it was the last week of the season when they had them like doing like some sort of uh, Indian rain dance? Uh, oh my! Yeah, they did American like a carousel. And they did a, a ring around the rosy 
huddle. Like that, the huddle was moving in a circle, B. Go look for this video. The huddle was moving <laughs> yeah. in a circle, and they all broke out of the huddle already, like, right in the position where they were going to, yo, yo. Send, I'm like, yo, that drawing, because your Andy real disrespect. I'm looking at the Raiders, right man. Now. Yeah, if I'm the Raiders, I'm putting hands on everybody after that play. Yo, listen, Andy, Andy being his Birkin, dog. We talking about coaches <laughs> and, and him. I'm going to give you all two coaches. Coach number one, his record is 161 and 97, has nine playoff bursts, one Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl win. Coach number two, 166 and 107, and two, two ties. 11 playoff bursts, one Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl win. These coaches seem pretty similar. Like, almost identical, right? Yeah. Coach number one is Sean Payton. Coach number two is Mike McCarthy. Now, everybody in the league who's had a coaching vacancy has been fawning over Sean Payton for the last few years. The Denver Broncos finally made it a reality. They traded a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick for Sean Payton in a future Third round, uh, uh, third round pick. Is Sean Payton really that guy? Because people have been talking like, like they just got Bill Belichick out of retirement or whatever he was doing. They traded draft picks to get the dude. Like, is he he's really cute, worth that cute, much uh, when his numbers cute. are identical to Mike McCarthy? He's a cute and people play think caller. Mike McCarthy is trash. He's a cute play caller who had mm-hmm. an all-time great and all-time accurate QB and some toys in the backfield. I do think he's a little because bit that's more talented. People think, B, they, they, they're, they're thinking he's going to resurrect Russell Wilson's career right now. It's, it's, and Russell it's about possible. to be Drew Brees. No, yo, I don't yo, think he'll Mike I don't think resurrect Russell's career. Here's the thing, right? He got he got a lot of things going for him. First of all, the media and, and people at large fall in love with these guys who are um, considered or, or put out there to be quote unquote offensive gurus. They love those guys, so he has that going for him. Um, once you win a Super Bowl, it's almost like a lifelong um, ticket to like print money. Like he could fail <laughs> unless you Mike McCarthy. Yo, he could fail at Denver for two straight seasons. Um, but Mike, yes, I think Mike McCarthy don't have that offensive guru thing like painted on him, um, mm-hmm. you know. And Mike McCarthy looked like he barely bathed, but that's either here nor there. Um, he calling so plays he next year to, for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy gets knocked because his Cowboy tenure, he's a cuckold. So him being a cuckold and people being able to determine that he's a cuckold doesn't bode well for him. Oh. But, so so it's thing. just Sean the Cowboys Payton. then, because every every coach that go to the Cowboys except for Tuna is a cuckold. Well, here's the thing. Tuna is the only one like F O H. Sean Payton plays the game. What I mean by play the game is like no one has ever said anything bad about Sean Payton. When he went and worked in the booth, like he he kind of like you know NFL is no different than corporate America, dog. Like you network and you you make your name known, you get opportunities, and he's he has one. Although, you know, he could be a bit overrated. 
And you, he also was there for that whole Katrina thing, which brought him some goodwill. But I definitely think that he's over. He has to prove himself again now. <laughs> he got a Netflix he, movie and everything. But what the the yeah, good part oh, about it, Jim, oh, is that he's been it. sitting out. He's been sitting out for so long, so it's still like the mystery. It's like, oh, Sean Payton. It's because people did the same thing about um, what was the the Pittsburgh coach who was on who's on CBS that everybody was linked Bill to every Powell. time. Bill, Bill Cower. Every time, every time a job came open, you know, people Bill Cower. He's available. They get Bill Cower. These dudes are old though. Like Sean Payton, like you're an offensive guru, but are are you an offensive guru in 2023 NFL football? The the NFL is skewing (laughs) younger now. They're hiring dudes like 32 and 34 to be head coaches. Right. They be younger than the oldest players on the team. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's, – What you you told me earlier in the week, Jim, like perception is key, though. Like you got these two dudes with identical careers. One, people think and, it's a couple, and, and, and the other one, they think the it's baby Belichick. <laughs> let's be, and let's be honest, too. The Broncos also have no idea what the fuck they're doing right now. Like, yeah, they <laughs> gave away so much. They gave away so much for Russell Wilson, and now they're giving away draft picks for the coach, right? Like, it, it's kind of sure. comical because the funniest <laughs> thing about it is when I was watching, like, Seattle in the playoffs when they played the Niners, and Seattle overachieved this year. But all the young talent they got, they made a play. They was like, yeah, he came in a Russell Wilson trade. He came in a Russell Wilson. I was like, damn it. Russell Wilson like Herschel Walker off his job. He, he, Herschel, like, he definitely <laughs> Herschel did. Definitely yeah, Herschel Yeah, so did. I understand why they were going for it. But, Doug, they don't know what they're doing right now, man. Like, you give away picks for this dude who hasn't coached in years. Like, he has to prove himself. <laughs> all right. So, in, in the coaching carousel, and we're not even going to talk about it. We're just going to name it. Um, shout out to D'Amico Ryans because I did give him props for his defense being amazing, even though, you know, the Eagles scored 31 points. It didn't change my my thought about that defense because they still made it difficult on the Eagles' offense that day. I think we were just in a lucky position where we didn't have to do anything offensively. Um, D'Amico Ryans is going home. He was a Houston Texan. Now he is the head coach of the Houston Texans. Kellen Moore and the Cowboys decided to, quote, unquote, mutually part ways. He is now the offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers, and Bill O'Brien is back in charge of the offense in New England. Um, people thinking that's going to be an automatic playoff berth for New England now um, with, with him back at the helm with the offense. So we did our stat of the week. We did our quote of the week. We're going to do our joke of the week. Our joke of the week is Tyler Huntley, backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, has been named to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Huntley, yo. Yo, Bo got two Pro Bowl is a joke, man. Pro Bowl. I mean, it's been a joke, but come on, yo. Pro Bowl. Yo, Bo got two. Bo got two touchdown passes. Yo, he has. I'm, I'm gonna read his, his numbers for the year. I'm gonna read his numbers for the whole year. Sixty-seven percent completions, six hundred fifty-eight yards passing. Like Jimmy said, two touchdowns, three interceptions, a 77.2 rating. He is a pro bowler. Now, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow pack, they all said FOAs to the game, so they had to get three new quarterbacks. So it's now Trevor Lawrence, um, Tyler Huntley, who played in like six games and, and got 600 yards. Most of these quarterbacks did that in two games. And – uh. Uh, uh, Carr, <laughs> Derek Carr. 
Is it Derek or Derek? It's Derek Carr. He don't even want him no more. And he, he don't, I'm about to say, Derek Carr don't even have a team right now. Like, he's not a Raider anymore, pretty much. But he's in yeah, the, he in the Pro Bowl now. So you're telling me, like, when, when three people go, like, you're telling me that these are the next three in the AFC? I mean, Tua just cleared the concussion protocol. They could have threw him in the little flag football game. Um, but you got one dude who's not on the team, and you got one dude who, like, like this is going to be on his resume for the rest of his career, Tyler Huntley, pro bowler. Like, are you serious? But, but, but whatever. Um, so, Jim, tell everybody real quick uh, what happened this week while everybody was on the ground. Yes, sir. What happened while you were on the grid side is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Listen, if you or your business need a custom website, hit up Digital Extreme Technologies. That's the bottom line. Go to digitalextremetech.com, right, and be like, I heard it on the war room. I need a website. Or you can call them, 267-205-4203. Just go, yeah. Now, I want to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. Um, first thing is, you know, keep it with the Super Bowl uh, flavor. Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills has been indicted on rape and kidnapping charges. This is a couple weeks before the big game. Welp, dream deferred. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out of here. Like, yo, yo. They said Somebody, man. he engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual and held a victim against her will in December of 2019. So, he probably thought he got away with this, and then a couple of years later, it came back. Um, they said he's been placed on the commissioner's exempt list and is not permitted to participate in practices or games or travels travel with the Eagles no. on the list. So this might be the only oh, time in how? his life that he get a chance to play in the Super Bowl, and his 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 past is not too distant past and caught up with him. How are you a pro athlete and you got to take yams? That is ridiculous. Your yams, the value of yams, never mind. Like, well, when he took them, he wasn't a <sighs> pro athlete yet, but that don't matter. He shouldn't okay. be taking yams, okay. period. No, no, like, by the way, yeah. How are you a college record. athlete? I don't, want that, I, don't want that, I don't want that to come up the wrong way. I do not control right, right. taking yams. I mean, you make sweet, passionate love the yams. You don't take them. But, yeah, boys out of pocket, yo. Yeah, they said no, uh, no, officers at the Southeastern Ohio Regional Medical Center emergency room in Cambridge, Ohio, on December 5th, 2019, to take a report of sexual assault. The woman said a man dropped her and her cousin off at her cousin's place where she was staying. After her cousin got out of the vehicle, he grabbed her by the arm, pulled her back into the truck. He grabbed her by her ponytail, tried to kiss her, and she repeatedly told him to stop, but he continued. Once her friend was inside the home, the account continues. The man then tried to take off her pants and kept touching her down there. She also allegedly Yo. forced her to have oral sex with him. She identified this dude as Sills. The crazy part about this, now, you know, you always got to have that tiny bit, like, because they're saying she identified him as Sills. Like, what if this was, like, one of his teammates back then? Like, what if she identified the wrong dude and he about to miss his yeah, life I mean, listen, in the Super Bowl? But if he did it, you don't deserve to play in the Super Bowl. Fucking. Absolutely. I stand, I stand with it, you know, all, all the ladies out there, man. Yo, anyway, man. Speaking of that, though, like, Jalen Hurst, one of the things that he's been applauded for is how within his own little, um, his brand that he empowers him, he has a, a woman agent. 
um, manager, marketing specialist, social media director. He, his whole camp is women. That's probably why he's succeeding the way he is. But anyway, they, that they are black women too, right? Well, not all of them. He has two women staff that are white women, but everybody else is black. Yeah, he has two white women. I think it's marketing okay. person and somebody well, else, but everybody else is black women. Okay. But um, when I say his whole staff, I mean like everybody, his whole team, like chef, trainer, he got, he, 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 yeah, that's, that's his thing. He got, never mind, I'm about to say something. We're taking the wrong way. So What's his agent's name again? I was, uh, Nicole Lynn. Okay, shout out to her, um, Nicole so, Lynn of Clutch Sports. Yeah, she becomes the what? first black woman agent to represent an NFL quarterback in the Super Bowl. Okay. So, so shout out yeah. to Nicole. I hope this goodwill, you know, <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's good for the team. Come on. Come yeah. on, uh, higher powers. Give us a Super Bowl because Jalen Hurts is such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, what did I tell you all last year? I was saying it. I was like, yo, Jalen Hurts does everything right except throw the football. Now he's getting better at that. So, you know. <laughs> Yo, like, like he's like he's like yo, he's almost like Mr. Perfect. I really believe like he gotta have some dirt in his closet though. Nobody is that as perfect as Jalen Hurt dog. Yeah, like he married his college sweetheart. He married. He married his sister. His chick is I mean, a sister. His, like he somebody got, said that Jim when when they showed that photo of his team and all the women around him, they were like, oh god, I hope yeah. he's not a, a Watson. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the low, hope he's not a watch. Hey, yo, how they jump? Yo, that's a crazy jump. Yeah, I didn't hear the ACL making that jump. But yo, my thing yo, is like something. Yo, no one's that perfect, dog. Something. Yo, I don't want to know what it is. All right, well, y'all know I gotta, you know, I gotta roll. So before y'all take these phone calls, holla. Hello. Godspeed. I gotta hear this one more time. You got a cigar on your own, I see. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Barrow. You smoking on the Joe Barrow? Yeah, I'm smoking on the Joe Barrow. How's it feel to be headed back to the Super Bowl? All right, it feels great, you know. You know, my big boy did what he always do. You know, he's going to show up and show out, and I'm just glad he did it. It wasn't tobacco in the cigar. Let me let me run through the, uh, what happened with sports history before I take this call. I think B is already gone, so. Yes, sir. Um, so real quick though, um, what happened to Dayton sports history is Vince Lombardi. He signed a five-year contract to be the coach of the Packers, and you know now we're playing. the rest was history. For, yeah, now we're playing for the Lombardi Trophy. But um, let me get the yeah, you can get out of here, Dale. I'll take these calls and then we get out of here. Um, All right, appreciate you, brother. Yes, Landing sir. Landing this yes, jumbo sir. jet so, on your own. I yes, sir. So first on the line we got Rob calling from Kelly. Rob, what's really, really, really good? What's good, y'all? What's good? Everybody leaving now? Damn. Yeah, listen, it's, it's just me here, Rob. It's just me here, Rob. Everybody got to run, man. But we, we will talk Super Bowl two more times before the bowl happens. What's up with you, though, man? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, I'm chilling man. I mean, like, it's it's uh, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, you had um, uh, Jokic. Jokic guy is averaging like a triple double for a center. But I still think Embiid deserves the MVP. You know, he's been dominating. I do. I've all do about criticize. I criticize him the most, not because I thought he would. Well, yeah, one one could do with a flopper, right? I'm not going to lie with a flopper. As a big man, I think that was pathetic, but he stopped doing that. You talking about, you, are you talking did, about Embiid in terms of flopping? Yeah, Embiid. Not, not anymore. Back well, in the day, was, you know. But, but, yeah, but, well, but, here's but, the thing but, about Embiid. But, Embiid be falling around, right? But, like, come to find out, he his isn't really flopping. 
if you remember, when he first uh, got in the league, he used to get injured a lot. They told him that because of his body size and, um, and how tall and how, how heavy he is, Paul, that it's actually better for him to fall that way as opposed to continuously coming down on his bones. Because I always wonder why he would fall, fall and flop around like that, but that's actually what his advisors and trainers told him to do. No, no I, I feel that. Thanks for that clarification. But, you know, and also – you know, he's really, 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 really impressed me because I used to joke around that he's like one injury away from retirement because he used to get injured. He, he used to get injured really a lot, you know. And, you know, uh, he, he has exceeded expectations. I mean, you call him, you know, young legend and – I think I think that's the right I think that's the right term, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. uh it's um it's uh it's sad that, you know, Kawhi Leonard kinda of robbed him of any chance they had of winning a championship with NB, but that's just me, you know what I'm saying? Um but yeah, uh yeah, but 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 yeah, I I, I saw they had these old dudes on ENT talking uh talking about um what you call it, uh LeBron passing Kareem. And how we mean? Mm-hmm. I think it'll mean basketball, and uh, yeah, I mean he's just gonna pass Kareem. We all know what's gonna happen. It is what it is. But but I want to talk to the Eagles real quick. Uh, um, are you very, are you calling very, to apologize to Howie once more? No, because it, it kind of proves my Hassan better kind of proves my point as far as. Um, it as proves your point that the Eagles are back in the bowl. His objective as a general no, manager is to put the team in position to win games, and wait. they're back in the bowl with a whole new team, and he proves wait. your point? Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish, let me finish. It proves my point to the fact that I said Howie Wilson is not good at drafting, but he's good at free agents and, you know, trades and free agents. I'll, I'll give him that because Hassan Reddick was supposed to – was in the same draft. We should have drafted, we should have drafted him when he went to Temple. You know, but instead they took Derek Bar or Derek Barnett. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it, you know, it would be better just to have Barnett. No, 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 excuse me, uh, Riddick than Barnett. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, but you know, Howie Roseman has um has uh. So you don't give him credit that, for drafting Devontae Smith. Um, uh, you know, your quarterback leading you to the Super Bowl. You want to ignore the picks that work. And as a general manager, your job isn't just a draft, by the way. But he has successful draft picks. No, well. I, I agree. I, I, no, no, I, I agree. I thought I said the trade, and I said free agents. And you know what the draft? And listen, I agree. Uh, Devontae Smith was surprised because, you know, I, I didn't think that I thought the, 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 um, the level of talent would have been, would have been uh, real low after, after, after the last two drafts. We didn't draft. DK Metcalf and John Justin Jefferson, that wasn't the case. And uh, I'm just saying, like, you, know, but you got you can't, you can't even, was, you know, he drafted. Listen, he drafted, he drafted Fletcher Cox, he drafted like Zach Ertz, he drafted like Nick Foles, like all these guys that he drafted. Like you just like, you know, uh, Josh, Josh Sweat. But I'll, I'll give you Sweat, and I'll give you Lane Johnson. I'll give you. I'll give you the How about, how about Kelsey? How about Kelsey? 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 Well, I put it like this. Put it like this. So I'm just saying, like, I want my whole after, overall point, though. Forget overall point. Anything after, after, after Andy Reid is all him. Anything after Andy Reid is all him. 
What you're failing to realize is this run that he's on is one of the most successful runs by a general manager in the history of football. And you're talking about this guy can't draft. That is utterly ridiculous. He can literally at this point write his own ticket to go anywhere he wants to and get as much as he wants to. This guy is led, like his turnaround of this team is literally historical. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you could say that. If it's Jalen Hurts, I, I have been critical Hurts. I still am. He has had a really good season, a really good season. I am impressed of uh, of how. Um, of how good he has he has played, I'm not gonna go too much on uh, because one thing I like about the Eagles game, the build a lot of bad officiating in that game too, which 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 I was like wow, but you know um, and there was a lot of missed throws by Jalen Hurts. I I might give him the pass on that because it was windy in the shoulder, but I just hope that he can be accurate you know, the next game. You know, he needs to throw the ball, especially against my, especially against a Chiefs team like this. You know, you know, I think the big thing is just converting on third down. I, hopefully the Eagles can game plan to keep the ball away from the homes. But, but, but what I'm impressed, too, is, with, is how this great legendary um, defense is. This secondary is the best secondary I've seen in decades. For the Eagles, you know what I'm saying we haven't had an Eagles mm-hmm. Eagles like Eagles defense Eagles secondary like this in better for decades, and I I just hope after we give the loot to uh, Jalen Hurts that they keep and possibly keep Charles Gardner, you know, and if not keep Isaac Salamalo, but yeah. All right, so um, early thoughts on the game. Who you got winning the game right now? Are you going? Are you going homer and you saying Eagles, or are you are you worried? I'm a little worried because I'm a little worried because you know he he and Patrick Mahomes has done it without great quality receivers. You know what I'm saying? He's done it without. He threw forty touchdowns without Tyreek Hill, and 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 and, and that's yeah. due credit to Andy Reid. Is due credit at defensive line, which is really. Really good. That defensive line was under just underrated, uh, but I, I I do think we have the best offensive line of football. The thing about the offensive line that I like, me personally, is that we all you know they all played together uh, for the last four years. You know, Elay Johnson's playing hurt. You know, ho- hopefully Jordan Malata would would uh, line it up. I mean, you know. And, uh, yeah, hey, Rob, man, go, and, go, go, go get you a nap, man. You sound you sound tired, man. Go get you a nap. Nobody <laughs> got out of here anyway, man. I'll let you next week, man. Go get you a nap, man. Wait, 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 wait. I do want to ask you this. I want to ask you this being a Bronco fan. Uh, because for me, I'm a draft you know, fan. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. We yeah, said? <laughs> he followed the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I, I'm a big fan of. Um, of Russell Wilson, and for me, I think you, you know I was kind of, I was kind of like you want the Eagles people, to get him. Like, tell the truth, huh? You want the Eagles to get him, didn't you? Tell the truth. No, no well, well, they tried to get him, but um, the Seahawks took him before. Remember, like, like Andy no, I'm Lee talking about when he was Russell leaving Wilson. Seattle. When he was leaving Seattle, one of the one of the destinations they talked about was Philadelphia. Um. I don't know because 
What was your point about Russell Wilson? What was your point? Because I don't like dude. What did you want to say about him? No, 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 no. I want to ask you, do you think, like, what, how do you – because to me, I, I thought he was given a bad hand when he was with the Broncos and they didn't have, like, coaching and everything like that. But do you think it was, it was kind of crazy that they're giving all this for one coach? Like, I mean, they kind of they, – they're – Unless they're they they've kind of um, hitched their hitched their ship so to speak to Russell Wilson, so that's the only thing they could do. I, I mean, you you're not going to swallow that kind of salary. So at this point, you're all in. You got to just like double down and and got to fail miserably either with him or hope your or you're hoping that this guy really is an offensive mind and genius and can turn this thing around. But they really were in a you know caught between a rock and a hard place. I, I'm not a Russell Wilson fan, like. And mine, to be honest with you, really not even football, but I don't like dude is like the way he carries himself. And, and the funny thing is, it's not just me. You see his teammates. Anybody whose teammates don't show up for their birthday party says something about your leadership. Um, I can get more people to show up for my birthday party than Russell Wilson did, and he's a leader of men at quarterback. So it's kind of ridiculous. But it is what it is, man. Rob, hit us up next week, man. We'll get you a nap, man. Find some young girls out there tiring you, bro. <laughs> I like them older, man, about like – 35 to 555, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I can move. All right, man. I'll holler at us next week, bro. All right, peace, man. Peace. Let's get Tobias on the line. Roll damn Todd. Tobias, the Passport Brothers on the line. What's up, Tobias? Hey, man. I had my passport with Uncle Sam, and I moved in silence. Speaking of the Super Bowl, good brother. Uh, well, the Super Bowl was first. The first time the Super Bowl was out here at New Stadium, these white girls thought we played football. She asked, "What you like? Who you play for?" I thought, "Then where you from?" She's like, "I'm from up north. I'm, I'm the long snapper from the Buffalo Bills, and my name is William Bixby." So, and she got knocked up. She looking for a guy who been dead for twenty years. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, thing is, so a couple of things. The reason I picked the Eagles to beat the 49ers, Mike Shanahan, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's offense has a fatal flaw. They not a drop back pass team where they can come from behind. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that was a fatal flaw. The Eagles get ahead of them. But I disagree with Rob on one thing about this game, Super Bowl. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much time you have for possession against Patrick LeVon Mahomes Jr. That's true. Um, if he's healthy, watch the 49ers game. This dude dropped 423 on the best defense in the NFL in their house. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And so the, the thing is, you have to score in every quarter to have a chance against that guy. Because the Eagles, they do kind of take their foot off the gas and they score a couple of points. You can't do that against that guy. And if he's healthy, if he can move, the Eagles are in trouble. Uh, because that way, Jalen Hurts will have to keep up. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't disparaging the dude's name, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Where no, I, I do. Everything, I do, I do. You're, saying, you're saying that you don't want to get in the shootout. Like, you don't want to get in the shootout when you got Jalen Hurts and they got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and the one thing about Howie Roseman, a lot of these people miss, right? He invests in the trenches. That's yep. how you win championships in the trenches. Because Absolutely. no matter 
because there's a reason big-time offensive linemen and defensive linemen do not go ahead free agency in their prime. They get they get drafted. You could buy receivers. You could trade for a receiver. Mm-hmm. But offensive and defensive linemen, you got to dress those guys. You got to draft those guys every year in the top 100 because yeah. they, they will get paid. Like the Bucks, for example, Alice Kappa got paid by the Bengals, and the Bucks couldn't keep him. Oh, and speaking of that, I am so glad Tom Brady ass finally retired. Because. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. They were a lot of these Bucks fans are banking on a guy who will be 46 next year to be their quarterback. And I'm like, bro, we're not a Super Bowl contender. It was the this past season. Might as well start the rebuild. Mm. And, and they like, well, what are we do at quarterback? Well, I'm hoping the general manager had a plan for a new quarterback, knowing that he had a guy who was 45 years old on the center this year. <laughs> you know. Uh, but if he doesn't have a plan for a quarterback, he's scrambling, I fire him. Because um, yeah. you kind of get what I'm saying there. If you got a guy in the 40s, he should already have a plan for the placement already. A plan, ready to Absolutely. go. Yeah. So, and, so, um, so y'all, what, what y'all, how y'all moving forward, though? What y'all doing? Like, you know, y'all, what's y'all plan? Hell if I know. Hey, the way I'm looking, this general manager get a CDL. The team was old and slow, right? Instead of drafting the young receiver, they paid Russell Gage, a three receiver and a trash Atlanta team, ten million a year, and brought the court to Julio Jones. Um, yeah. Because Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are possession guys. Now I bet Chris Godwin is happy as a pig in slot. Brady's go. He's tired of catching those five yard passes and getting his head rocked. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But if Bucks fans get mad at me when I said, why can't we trade Mike Evans? He might be 30 years old. He got a Super Bowl. He got the best years out of a year in the rebuild. If someone's willing to give you yeah. a first-round pick for this guy, you better do it. Yeah, because, for instance, right, the 49ers moved off Jerry Rice. The, the Vikings moved off Randy Moss. Surely we could move off Mike Evans for a pick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, you're going to yeah, be you know what, him? If I'm him, I'd be trying to go to San Francisco or the Rams. <laughs> you know, with, with those yeah. systems, I'd be trying to go there. I don't care if I'm the back of the Trey Lance or Matt Stafford. Trey Lance can't play, and Matt Stafford's off. I think he's shot. That's where he should go. But uh, I'll say these two quick things. I know you got to run. The reason the Eagles got Hassan Reddick is because the Panthers went all in on Deshaun Watson's sweet state. And didn't resign him. Um, yep. So that was the reason why. And, uh, but also, like when LeBron will break the scoring record, I put it up in the group chat because I, I think the one reason they ain't celebrated is because of sports media people like Nick Wright and Shannon Sharp. But Nick I Wright, think that a lot of it, I, people people do respect the record. I think it's not talked about that much because. Literally because Kareem holds it. I think that's why. Um, if Michael Jordan held that record, we would hear about it every day. But the fact of the matter Dude. is Kareem was an aloof, big guy, black you know what? that no one's really going to talk about. It. And it's a longevity stat. It doesn't have like a, a round number like baseball. Because baseball's always been the stat sport. Uh, 
like the counting stat sport. Football is touchdowns, but baseball always been the counting stat sport because if you talk about Michael Jordan, it's crazy. I think he only played 13 years, and he wasn't that far off from it when you think about it. If he didn't get hurt that one year, didn't quit for a year and a half, just crazy. Like That's the thing that should be talked about the most. Because uh, the longevity of it, that he was able to play this long, but it's also a, no, a not to modern medicine, diet, things of that sort as well. Yeah, but, but that, but that's why I told you. That's why I told you jokingly when you said, well, "Is Luca going to break in the future?" I said, "Yo, I can't see Luca being that healthy in ten years." Like these young dudes, man, they don't care. Like it, it, it's a, it's a crazy accomplishment, and the fact that he's averaging thirty at his age is absolutely ridiculous. His numbers. Dev put up a thing in the in in group chat, too, talking about his numbers now versus his MVP season. They're damn near similar. Yeah, but, but, you, but you know what? You know what? See, his IQ is, is one of the best IQ. And I really think yeah. when people talk about rule changes, it ain't about flagrant fouls, right? We know that. It's about the spacing. It's about that your big man ain't under the basket no more. And everybody switch mm-hmm. everything. Because I always point to that NBA final, LeBron put up 50 on the Warriors. And they kept letting David West get switched on to it. I'm like, what in the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You let you let the slow big go a little ass up in a hot on the torture chamber. And so, but the thing is, you play with what the rules are and you maximize it. But he yeah. is, but he's an awesome player. And, like, if Nick Wright got mad, well, all we did was talk about Steph. So I'm like, well, damn. I didn't put Steph's only 34 years old. Yeah. He did. So he tried to throw that record quick as hell when you think about it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I, just think, I just think he's a more joyful player. Because, like, LeBron's game is kind of like, kind of like a Mack truck running to a wall, you know. It's not a graceful game. It's not a fun game. Well. Average person can't relate to that because, like, his physical gift yeah. is just crazy. Average person yeah, can't because, relate to yeah, because think about this, right? And for instance, right, I say this. I saw those names for the dunk contest, and I'm like, folks, it's funny, right? The guy, people think it's people not the dunk contest talking about we see these dunks, right? But we see guys taking mm-hmm. practice threes around a, around a, like a uh, – taking balls out of a rack. But the difference is yeah. the stars will shoot the three. John Morant won't do a dunk contest. You know? Yeah. It's like, but, see, but, 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 but that, these but guys will try Because of the game we live in. And, and also, yeah. I agree with Jado. Like, what, what, what's he going to do to make anything, you know what I mean? Like, he's an in-game dunker. I don't think it's anything. See, here's the thing about the dunk contest, which is probably why it should just be ended in general. It never will be just because of, like, you know, history and all it's that. It's just unfairly. Which, you can't. It's so subjective. You can't really judge it fairly. And with the internet, right? With the internet, and you get these guys like who are just literally dunkers for a living. We've seen things that you'll never see on an NBA court. Because like, I can go on Instagram right now and find some amazing dunks. Like you know, three three point shooting is a little different. Like you got to be able to knock those shots down like in front of me, like in in real time with pressure. That's a little different. But dunking is like, what you, what are you going to show me? You know what, Jim? I tell you what it is. They like, well, I've seen that before. But the thing is, it's not about doing, like the type of dunk. I think it's like on that level, it's more of who doing the dunk. Because I, I went down a rabbit hole of past dunk contests in the 80s. 
Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan were doing the same damn thing. But yeah, it was but I them mean, doing at the it. time, that was different. If they did that same thing now, they would get booed out of the building. Yes, because some of them don't I think I, web one with. Because the thing is, we've seen because, people do so much at this point. And you know, and, and I think I think what happens is it's kind of like they judge. I think it's kind of like judge unfair. I look at it like I just want to see the dark stars do stuff. I'm like, hey Zion, you gonna do this windmill between your legs at the Drew League for free? <laughs> you know. That's just that's yeah. just something that I think of. Yeah, I just think that what happens is that people want to see the stars do so. That's what their complaints are. I want to see the stars, guys doing it, because uh, that's what they want to see. Because who gets excited more for a game dunk? People talk more about John doing a game dunk than DeMar DeRozan. Like, let's take Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, for example, because John's a star. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what people – if the stars would do it, I don't care if it's pretty. It's just doing it because Matt McClung ain't moving move the meter. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, I think if the stars don't want to do it, they might as well end it because the reason it was popular because name players would do it. If you got to dig up G leaguers, you might as well end it. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean that's what it's going to be. That's what yeah, it's going to be. Hey, you have a good one, and Tyler Huntley about to hit free agency and say he's a pro bowler despite throwing two touchdown passes this year, playboy. There you go. There you go. Have a good one, good brother. Peace. <laughs> yeah, man. So, listen, listen we're we getting out of here, man. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Those that called and got through, we appreciate it. Um, don't forget, catch us here next week. We're going to do some more Super Bowl talking. You know what I mean? Um, so, we're going to talk about Super Bowl 57. So, enjoy the rest of your week. Please stay safe out there. Um, and always remember, man, everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com, including my book, Sports the Book, everything, warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.